yo, yo, welcome to the At War Podcast. Uh, I am excited to dig into this one today. This is captioned, Once Woke, Never Woke Enough. This is not a song. This is just a short thought piece, um, something to think about. This is how I function on a daily basis. This is what happens when I'm at work. I uh, <laughs> like uh, My mind goes places, and this is where it goes. So um, I want to talk about uh, this social agenda that's being pushed, this woke religion. Uh, some people call it a movement, but really it is a religion to them. They, they hold fast to these ever-changing ideals the same way uh, certain cultures cling to religious beliefs. Um, but the idea is kind of like, if you've ever looked around, you might notice the definitions of words are changing. The moral compass is never the same. The goals or posts are always being moved for what is socially acceptable and good and righteous and loving. It's changing day by day. What was considered a heroic and bold stand for individuality yesterday is racism today. And I'm sure will be something completely different tomorrow. But society used to say things like, um, like, we don't want your religious beliefs and rules. But, you know, like, that's good that you have your faith. And it's not mine, but like, and I'm not religious because I think I should do just what, like, whatever makes me happy. I don't want to be confined to your box. But, but it's okay if you believe, like, good for you, right? Like, have you ever heard people have those conversations? I know I have definitely had more than a few in my day. But that was what they used to say. Have you noticed? Like societies shifted their stance again, right? Now society shifted from being okay with you living your 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 Christian lifestyle, right? And being okay with you having, you know, your preference to only being okay with uh, their lifestyle and actually defining your style as archaic and racist if it doesn't line up with theirs. They're no longer okay with you doing your thing anymore. It's not just, oh, well, you can live that way and you can believe like that and you can think like that and that's fine. Good for you. I'm glad you have something. It's now, this is the way it is and if you don't agree with it, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're sexist, you name it, right? Homophobic, the list goes on and on. The woke are no longer, they're no longer satisfied with living immorally under a biblical standard, like in my eyes or in your eyes or God's eyes, right? We can assess the fruits of their lives and say, hey, this is immoral. This is definitely not what God calls to be, you know, living righteously or or being sanctified or or even attempting to to have Jesus Christ and and the rules of the Bible ruling over you and pulling you from that sin lifestyle, it's uh, it's changed immensely. They have just done away with accepting their, their own uh, immorality and saying, you know, if it makes me happy, then I guess in your conservative or like Christian view, I am immoral, but that's okay with me because it's my life and it's my truth and it's my happiness. That's just gone and done away with. They've done away with it. Uh, not only they've done away with not only accepting their lifestyle, but with being proud of their position that is opposite to your 
or my biblical or conservative viewpoints. And they've not they've now gone into this position of judge and jury by saying, actually, it's it's not us who's immoral. It it's you. Right? They're saying that it's us. Before it was this, you do your thing, I'll do my thing, it's all good. And then it was, well, you know, my thing doesn't live up to your standards, but I don't care because I'm still going to do my thing and you don't have to support me. I'll just do whatever I want anyways. To now, we're the ones who are in the wrong. And if we don't agree with their agenda, we're like on the wrong side. We may as well be the devil, which is ironic because if you're a real disciple of Christ, you're the opposite side of the spectrum and they are actually living out the lusts of the flesh and acting the part of the devil leading themselves to hell. So the problem is they have no moral compass when they remove this eternal standard that from their toolbox that God has given us the moral law, the 10 commandments, which is like an X-ray right, to tell us that we've all fallen short of the glory of God and we need salvation. And then Jesus goes further to explain a lot of those laws, and he ups the standard and says, hey, if you've even looked at somebody with lust, you've committed adultery. Hey, if you even hate somebody, you've committed murder. And the Bible says if you've broken one of these things, you've broken them all. The standard was upped in the New Testament so that we, we, had to, we have to heavily rely on the sanctification process and turning from sin, godly repentance that leads to redemption and correction and the the building of our faith and trust in God that leads us away from sin and more and more into righteousness. But they've removed that moral compass from their toolbox. They no longer have it. God gave the moral law and, and the conscience that abides by it. But when you sear your conscience as badly as society has— and choose to rule on the side of disbelief, disbelief in God, disbelief in his standard, disbelief in the fact that you are living unholy and that you're living condemned already and without salvation, you will go to hell. And the only compass that leads to righteousness you've thrown away and fair living that in a world that is inherently evil and structurally broken and very unsafe without God, if you just deny that that's even a possibility, that things could be going wrong, look where society has ended up. Without the foundation upon which conviction even speaks, which is your conscience, that's being so seared day by day, I mean, with the media and the TV and the music and all the stuff that's being pushed on people nowadays, it's everywhere you go, you turn on YouTube, you turn on your phone, wherever you go, you're being bombarded with stuff that if you don't guard your eyes, guard your ears, guard your heart, it's it's going to lead you to a choice where you either choose to endure it and watch it and participate despite your conviction, or you have to turn from it and turn to God. Fill yourself with things that are that are morally right. It'll sear your conscience if you don't choose to turn away from it. And, and you will, without a doubt, you'll, we, just, we'll, we will fall victim to spiritual blindness, wrong ideologies and sin that will lead us straight to hell with absolutely no remorse. Sin doesn't care what path we take as long as it's not the path. See, there's, there's limitless roads to hell, but there's only one road to heaven, 
and it is narrow, and it must be tightly navigated, carefully, intentionally, deliberately, and many, many times corrected. None of us have it all figured out. I know, Lord knows, I I don't have it all figured out. But I, I know that this woke, progressive movement is dangerous, and it's dangerous, especially within the church. We expect the world to live, participate, and actively propagate darkness because that is where they are. They're blind. They don't know. But the ones who do know that choose to abide in it, to turn from the light, to walk in darkness, to support darkness within the church, that's what gets really dangerous because then the ones coming in that don't know and they're looking for something and they look to the church and if the church isn't the proper representation, we can be leading people with a false gospel. What gospel are we giving people when we ourselves do not reflect Christ, when we don't abide by the the laws that Jesus gave us, when we don't really repent, when we don't live a lifestyle that reflects Christ, that reflects salvation? What gospel are we portraying to those coming in, those that are lost, those that are so deeply deceived, but their conscience is on its its, its last step? It's just crying out for some truth, for some light in the community around them. So they they get up and they, they just go to a church service. They find a youth group. They're walking down Main Street and there's you know, a, a church outreach playing some music, what gospel are we portraying? What gospel do we represent in our personal lives? Are we living it? Are we living set apart? Are we being sanctified? Are we spending time with God? Are the fruits of our salvation and our transformations visible to those in darkness, to those that think they are woke but are truly asleep We have to be eyes wide open. We have to be watching and praying. We have to be so careful not to mislead. And we have to be ready to give an answer. We have to be ready to to show up to these conversations when these people come and they're crying out and they're asking and they need to see and they need to know what is truth, what is light. They're confused. They're lost. We need to be ready to give them an answer for what's going on in the society around us, what these trends are, what this progressive woke movement really is, what it really means. The wages of sin are death. Death is all that comes from sin. It starts subtle. It starts slow. It starts with pleasure. And eventually the bondage is so great. And it all leads to death. People are spiritually lost, confused, and they need the church to be steadfast, built on the Word of God. They need good, biblical, sound doctrine. They need people that are in their prayer closets, that are spending their time serving Jesus Christ in their personal life, spending time in prayer, Nurturing their relationships with the Holy Spirit, praying and praying and praying again and again, asking for discernment in those around them, that they might see who these people are that are crying out. The world that is woke, 
will not only go broke, they will be led to death without intervention, without God's intervention. And we are the vessels. We are the ones that he's asked to step up. And I want to just, the perspective of this, we have to share the gospel. It is a commandment that God said, do it. But it's a privilege. We need to get out of this, I'm doing God a favor by making myself look socially awkward in my community around me by being the Jesus freak, the guy that always proclaims the gospel. It is a privilege and it is an honor, and we should be beyond thankful for the opportunity to share the gospel. Once we've received salvation, what a joyous thing it is that we could be a part of somebody's story, that we could see somebody on the fast track to an eternity in hell, fast track to an eternal separation from all that is good, that is peaceful, that is righteous, that is holy. God, separation from God, that's their destiny. We think we have it bad sometimes here on earth. God is still around us. The Holy Spirit is still here and amongst us. His goodness is still here in the land of the living. We don't understand how bad, bad really is with God removed. Now that we could be a part of somebody's story, even if it's just sharing a scripture, inviting someone over for dinner and sharing your testimony, and years later they get saved and end up being a part of somebody else's church. It doesn't matter if they come to our church. All that matters is that we sow the seeds God has planted within our timeline for us to sow. We need to take them and we need to do our part. And what an honor that we get to be a part of that. We need to be thankful for this opportunity and see it as the majestic, wonderful, and awe-filled opportunity that it is. And it is not us doing God a favor. Because the world, they think they're woke, but they are most definitely sleeping at the wheel. And if you haven't noticed in the last couple of years, things are speeding up. It's pedal to the metal right now. Their foot is flooring it. And they're asleep at the wheel. Listen, I know it's heavy. But I hope this encourages you guys to search your heart. Hit your prayer closet. Ask God what you can do. How, how can I grow God? How can I, how can I minister to the community around me? How can I be a bigger part of the story? Help me, Lord, to do my part. Even if it's awkward, help me to be led by your Holy Spirit. Help me to live a sanctified, set-apart lifestyle where the fruits of salvation, the fruits of righteousness that you've imparted to me by your grace and your mercy are so visible and tangible to the community around me that they just have to know what's different. They just have to have the peace that we have. They have to see the glory that we've seen. God bless you guys. Let's go to war.